Platform listeners, Rachel from Clavu here. Clavu has recently helped Puma increase search-led conversion by 53%. We've also just introduced a host of new features as part of the Clavu AI product discovery suite. Get a demo at clavu.com. Hello, and thanks again for joining us on the Read Platform podcast. It's myself, James. I'm joined by Paul Rogers, my co-host. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all right. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be an in- interesting uh, podcast. So we're we're just talking about this before we started recording. I mean, it's the first one we've done with a um, an e-commerce platform vendor and a client. So it's yep. going to be an interesting kind of mix of perspectives on this. So... Today we're talking about the Aurora Commerce e-commerce platform. So you know, our mantra on this um, uh, podcast is that no technology is perfect for every business and there's so, a lot of technology out there. We don't know everything about e-commerce tech, nobody can. And we've known about Aurora for a while, but we've never come across it in the projects we've worked directly on. Um, when they approached us to, to kind of talk to us about what they can do and give us a demo, we thought it was time to learn more, got quite interested. It's always nice to see technology you don't know much about. So it's a cloud-based e-commerce platform, um, and it's a flexible, scalable um, solution. And it's got some really interesting case studies on it. So today we're joined by Tom from Aurora. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. I noticed you didn't try and pronounce my surname. Good man. Yes, I decided I'll let you do that because I thought I might pop <laughs> it up completely and just uh, make you laugh at me. Um, <laughs> So yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll we'll get we'll get you to do a proper intro in a minute. Uh, we're also well uh, welcome to say Haroon from uh, Quiz Clothing. Hi Haroon, how are you? Uh, I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Thank you for joining us. From is it sunny in Glasgow today? How is it? Um, uh, not really. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a typical um, uh, Glasgow uh, morning. So yeah, it's uh, very cloudy and a, and a bit of rain in the air. Uh, lovely. That's good. You're in good company because I've got exactly the same here in, in rainy stain. So, so today we want to explore what the Aurora platform can do and how how Quiz has basically used it. And it, they've, they've been a client for ten years, and during which time they've grown from oh, I think it's half a million to like over fifty million in revenue, which is an impressive growth. So, before we start uh, annoying you with our questions, let's let's just do proper introductions for the listeners. So, Haroon, would you like to go first, and then Tom, you can introduce you know, yourself and Aurora. So yeah, yeah. What do you do? And and you know, for those who don't know, might not know Quiz that well. Yeah, you know, what does what does Quiz Clothing do and sell? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm I'm a head of e-commerce at Quiz. Um, I've been with the company um, for around fifteen years, um, and I. Um, uh, in a sense, kind of moved the, the information-based uh, website to a, a transactional-based site uh, many, many years ago. So I've been uh, you know, working with my colleagues and uh, and to kind of build the, the, the online side of the business up. Um, so I'm, I'm responsible for all kind of um, digital um, elements, whether that's um, uh, development, uh, and platforming and uh, digital marketing. Um, so Quiz is a, a ladies' fashion retailer. Um, you know we've been around since the early '90s, um, and we we are a multi-channel business. So we 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 do have stores and uh, concessions, um, and uh, an international business as well. Um, we predominantly uh, focus on the, the kind of dressier side of the market, um, occasion wear, and going out wear. You know holiday wear um more more kind of focused on uh, people dressing up and um you know trying to kind of stand out from the crowd 
I guess. Um, obviously, it's been a bit of a, a tough year um, during the pandemic because of drop in demand. Um, but, you know, hopefully things are kind of picking up. So, yeah, so that's kind of quiz in a nutshell. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, really nice introduction. Good good to kind of hear which parts of the business you get involved in. So, uh, Tom, over to you. What what yeah, what do you do and what is Aurora? How would you position <laughs> That's uh, that's a fantastic question, James. So I am uh, Tom Cahillan. I'm the founder and managing director of Royal Commerce. Uh, if, if you want a kind of little bit of background about how we came to be and where we've got to, I'll go into that very, very briefly. I would love to tell you it's some well, carefully thought out, crafted plan, years of market research. But the reality is, I set the company up whilst I was finishing my A-levels. I had a very, very clever friend who taught me computer programming and he started learning at the age of nine when he was 15 16 he ended up taking an iq test and it's one of those ones you have to see to believe but they had to extend the line off the scale for him so pretty pretty clever guy um i wish i was as half as good as he was but that gap you have between your gccs and a levels which is or was at the time three months long I was just so bored. So I learned programming, then got into the final year of A-levels and started applying to universities, weirdly, to study um, philosophy. I, I don't even want to – let's not talk about that bit. And then at the time, I was applying for freelance positions, and this job came along where because it's illegal to ask someone's age, and I was only 18, and it was all done online, I got the job, and it paid £25 an hour. So I thought, why go to university when I can be earning this kind of money at that age? So then I thought, I'm now freelancing. How difficult could it be to go and set up a company doing this instead for web design? And the answer is very difficult, really, really hard. So, but at the time, e-commerce was in its complete infancy. You didn't have any of the systems really that are around today. The only one that stood out was OS Commerce. <coughs> So when we went from building simple websites to someone come along saying, can you build us an e-commerce website? My initial reaction is, yeah, yeah sure, I can, I can do that myself. I can build you something. And so that's how it all started off, just simply someone asked for it. I built the first solution. And um, thank God that people much more intelligent than me came along and rebuilt it. So <laughs> we then were able to then pick up some great clients like Quiz, build the business, and at this stage, we were, uh, we were going from a perspective of we do everything. We're a digital agency. We build the, the websites. We run it on our own platform. We host it. And that was kind of the first iteration of the platform until we then got to the point of going in about 2014-15, realizing our strength is not in the front end. You can't be a master of everything. So we changed at that point becoming an e-commerce platform, pure e-commerce platform provider, where we're providing all the UI and the capabilities, but we're not implementing the front end. So that's that's kind of um, a little background about ourselves. Is that, is, does, did I answer that at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and I'll just kind of ask the first question, which is a bit of an extension to that introduction. Um, so can you just give like a brief intro to the platform in terms of where it is today, uh, kind of yeah. where you sit in the market, and then maybe a bit around the technology stack as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we've built, we've built it up over the years. We've 
no one probably could have seen just the sheer impact you'd have from things like Black Friday 10 years ago. So where we see ourselves in the market now is ideal for mid-market retailers. We believe that we've been able to create a great solution because of the fact that it's highly scalable. Everything's on AWS infrastructure. We've got clients who are doing millions of pounds a day in transactions. And as a result of that, we've had to develop with them, make it much more flexible to achieve that. But we see our selling points as being that we can also work with people on the platform itself. So as opposed to going, here's your software license, and then having to do everything through third parties, we work really closely with our clients. If they go, we want the platform to go left, then we can go in that direction with them. Question um, for you, um, Haroon. So what made you work with Aurora originally? How does it compare to some of the other platforms you might have like used or looked at at the time and have maybe seen since? Mm. It's, a, it's a very good question, and I and I um, often uh, reminisce of the the, the day that uh, Tom walked into the office. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at that time in our kind of evolution, um, you know, we were very much a, a small player. Um, you know, we were, you know, I was kind of learning my 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 trade. Um, you know, we'd, we'd been with a, a local um, kind of Scottish-based um, agency, um, and and the site was very mediocre. Um, you know, it wasn't a particularly particularly user-friendly or uh, you know high-converting site. So, you know, I, I needed to move on. So I reviewed um, you know quite a few platforms. I looked at um, you know you know entry-level platforms. I looked at uh, some of the more high-level platforms and. You know, obviously, at that stage of revolution, we had to be conscious of budget um, and conscious of complexity. Um, you know, so I needed to really find the right fit. Um, so, you know, when I when we when we spoke with Tom, um, you know, I you know really really liked the actual um, kind of ethos and the you know his kind of passion for for e-commerce. Um, and uh, you know, when we had a demonstration of the actual platform it was very easy to use and it wasn't uh, too complex and it kind of ticked all the boxes you know it was in line with our uh, maturity level um and uh, you know we, we you know from a, from a pricing point of view also it was you know in line with with what our budgets were um so everything really kind of um stacked up um but i'd, I'd probably say the kind of most important element was just the fact that you know you know we, me, me and Tom kind of, um, you know, we kind of struck a good relationship and, you know, I could really feel that he was passionate about helping us grow. Um, and uh, and that was the kind of main thing for me because, you know, I didn't really want to sign up to one of these, um, you know, enterprise level platforms and just be a, assigned an account manager and uh, not really um, kind of get to to kind of have any influence on 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 how our e-commerce journey was going to go. Um, so having that uh, kind of confidence um, and and uh, flexibility was really the kind of main main reason why we decided to move forward. I think that's a really good point, actually. And a lot of people underestimate the importance of cultural fit and relationships and partnerships. And for some businesses, long-term partnership is a key driver rather than just a technology. Um, so that's a really nice thing to pull out. Um, so I've got a question for you now, Tom. So our mantra on this podcast is no platforms are perfect fit for all businesses. It just can't be. So what type of business 
do you focus on and why? Uh, I guess that's part one. And then the second bit we come to is what do you see as your key maybe strengths or weaknesses versus like the the, the um like the enterprise um platforms like Shopify and Magento. So yep. maybe start with what what's your core business type? Yeah, sure. It's really we we can't be all things to all people, exactly as you say. Over the last 10 years, we've built up refined, developed platform really to meet the needs of two clear audiences. So you've got people such as Quiz, Go Outdoors, Blacks and Millets, who are rapidly growing retailers. That's that's one. And then we look at the second is making sure that we can help those who are starting off on their journey, who are currently doing in the region of five to 10 million online and want to future-proof it and go through the growth stage. So that that's pretty much where we're aiming for. We're not going to be able to do a, the best for startups where budget's tight and we're also not going to be there at the uh, the Tesco level or something like that as well just from the shit not from the lack of the platform being able to do it we just want to make sure that we're the size of company that can support those customers as best as we can so key strengths and, and gaps is I feel that for us it's a real focus on the customer and I'm going to sound full of myself for a moment, but I think that comes down to me being a product man. What I mean by that is I was a developer to begin with, and I absolutely love the development side of it. I know most people go into e-commerce sector for the endless fame and adoration that comes with this job. I mean, it's just nonstop. But for me, I really love actually being able to work on something as a company and see it, whether it's improving something by 50 milliseconds or new functionality that we know increase sales by millions. That is the joy I get out of it. So that then pushes it back to being a real customer-focused-led business where we have these conversations, we listen to what people want, we accumulate that, turn those into roadmaps, review past decisions, and just always wanting to improve. And I think that we own the platform and we have direct relationships with our clients allows that to happen a lot better. Yeah, interesting to hear that. It's always nice to know what type of businesses are best suited to different technologies and, uh, and uh, business cultures. Um, where, what When you come up against other platforms, which are the bit where you'd say, actually, do you know what, we feel really strong on versus the bits where you think, well, we know that's not a core competency and, and it's not something that we we would have the best in class for? Sure, yeah. I, I would say um, the ones where we'd go mm, would be B2B because we do have – functionality out of the box like group discounts VAT XVAT but you can get really really detailed when someone mentions B2B there's very different scopes of what they exactly mean and think that means that we then would want to review that a lot further I mentioned about startups as well because you're going to be very very price sensitive at that point and naturally we can't compete against some of the ones at the lower end of the market I think where we do very well is out-of-the-box functionality. You've got pros and cons to this. You've got that when we pitch, we normally find one or two integrations that we don't have, but that's why we built up an integrations team which speaks to the clients, goes, what do you want? What, what can we do for you this year, Haroon? We then build that up into a pipeline, and it's a wonderful feeling to go out to our clients and go, these are the things you asked for. This is what we're building. <clears throat> Everyone in the platform gets this integration and there's no cost for it. But at the same time, we do appreciate when we're pitching against the bigger companies, they can, there's often unlimited 
integrations you can go with straight out of the box. How well they're integrated is is sometimes up for discussion, uh, whereas we try, even though we are given the flexibility for our agencies and partners to build things, we're trying to do a lot ourselves as well so that there's no, this issue is caused here, whose fault is it? It's, like, well, it's, it's ours, we look after it, don't worry about it. So yeah, I think I think those are the two the two key things that we look at. Yeah, so that makes sense. And I think B2B is a very specialist area and only some platforms have the full kind of suite capability anyway. Um, what areas do do your clients typically use, say, special third parties? I know you talked about you might not have the richness of like the ecosystem that maybe a Shopify has in terms of pre-built integrations, but what areas do people best typically go to to add a third party best in class on top of yours, given the fact you've got this open headless architecture? Sure, yeah. I mean, um, you, you asked a moment ago, and I, I forgot to answer it, is about um, where we do really well. Merchandising is something we offer a really, really good solution out of the box with in terms of being able to decide all your product recommendations and all your filtering and how products are displayed to the customer. So we, we find that we do a really, really good job on that. And because it is headless, as you say, a lot of mobile apps or install kiosks run off of our system to power that. Traditionally, though, this is where it can get interesting depending on the requirements. Naturally, you have things like OMSs, email service providers, warehouse management. Although, interestingly, one of our clients who's doing over 20 million online doesn't have one. They use Aurora to manage it all, but we would not be going into a pitch as with that as our as our selling point. Um, and it's the same with marketplace integrations. We've integrated into companies like ChannelVisor and Amantwine and Intelligent Breach. But we do have the integrations for Amazon, eBay, Debenhams, and, and many more built into the system. So it, it kind of, those are ones that stand out to me, but it, it, can, it can depend. What would you say is what you come across that's quite common? Yeah, so I guess, I guess in terms of, uh, yeah, in terms of third parties where people typically um, go to is search and merchandising and personalization. Yeah. Is the, is the ones, uh, and then uh, I guess as people grow in scale and complexity, CMS and PIM, and this, I guess, Paul, this leads on nicely to your next question for Haroon, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, and that was basically around your usage of Ampliance and, uh, and why you went down that route and how that's uh, kind of impacted your day-to-day and the front end and how you found working with it. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's actually one one that I'm pretty uh, proud of, um, really. Because <laughs> um, I mean, firstly, we we don't actually use Amplians for, um, or as our CMS. Um, we use them primarily for for asset management. Um, so all our images and um, and some of our kind of on-site content is 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 hosted by Ampliance, um, and and that gives us obviously some advantages in terms of uh, performance and uh, and kind of optimization. I mean, you know, in terms of the Ampliance backend, obviously that you know we're able to manage our assets a lot more efficiently. Um, for example, you know, if searching for certain um, kind of products um, and uh, and uh, banners, um, because we work with quite a few international partners, um, <clears throat> you know, we often find that we need to react quite quickly. So Amplian's kind of solved that uh, that particular issue. Um, in terms of the, the kind of front end, we we work directly um, with the templates, um, so we don't actually use the Ampliance 
CMS, um, and we've, we looked at it and we thought, you know, it's, it's interesting. It can can offer offer some value, but we just felt that, <clears throat> um, excuse me, working with the um, templates directly um, was a better fit for us. Um, we don't we don't use the the Aurora um, CMS um, because um, you know we find that it, it, you know we need we need a bit more flexibility um, to kind of update. The homepage and uh, and 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 other elements, um, you know, it's quite a, quite a fast-paced uh, um, industry, and um, you know, there there's there's um, lots of different uh, trends and and product updates that happen on a kind of daily basis. So, having a bit more flexibility kind of kind of um, suits us. Although we have fed back, you know, to, I'm sure Tom wouldn't mind me saying that, um, you know, that, that there are some some kind of improvements like that that that. Um, could be made and yeah we'll be working with Aurora to try and kind of move that forward. Um, and I have one sub question. Um, so you're obviously part of a bigger group with uh, some of the vendors that you use. So I noticed you use Adobe Analytics and a few others. Um, does that generally come from a group level or do you make those decisions and kind of choose those as a brand in like yeah between your team? Um, yeah so the way it works is that I'll, I'll, you know, um, go out and uh, look at which which areas that I I think we need to strengthen in, and whether it's analytics or, um, as you as you said, it, uh, you know, as as um, James mentioned earlier, and personalization and uh, merchandising, and uh, you know, I'll look at where the gaps are. Um, I'll go review, um, you know, the kind of market. Um, you know, you 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 often remember. Um, people that have contacted you in the past and you know you've not really taken it forward so you'll go back to them um you know look, look at some of the, the kind of top websites out there um and and once you know we've gone through that kind of stage and, and narrowed it down to um a, f- a few potential vendors you know then I'll, I'll i'll approach my my board and um obviously i've got an idea of my budgets and uh and uh, what i'm working with and what's realistic um and uh, you know i think if 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 the business case is there and it can be proven then we, we, we generally get the go-ahead so it's a it's a it's a flexible fluid um way of working um and i think that the 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 key thing and and in particular over the last few years it's really trying to uh, work out which areas are going to give you that incremental um, improvements, you know, whether that's in terms of, you know, if you're measuring visitors or, or revenue or conversion rate is what's going to give you that incremental improvement because, what I'm finding is that uh, you know, in a lot of areas, um, you know, there's so much cannibalization that takes place um, that you know a lot of these new ventures that you that you undertake or or, or new projects, um, you know, on on paper they deliver um, great results, but you know, in terms of the actual bottom line, it's quite marginal. So yeah, I'm I'm always on the lookout for 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 where I can prove. Um, that something's going to give me incremental increases. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess um, that ties uh, a little bit into the next question, um, which is how do, and this actually, no, this is more for Tom, I guess, but how do you uh, try and keep pace with uh, like leading platforms like Shopify that are kind of constantly introducing uh, new features? And I guess, you know, a part of it is going to be third parties that Haroon mentioned. Um, but yeah, so, so what's your kind of strategy on that side? Yeah, and you kind of led into my answer. Yeah, it's honestly, it sounds so corny, but you lead by listening. 
whether that's in pitches where you go, we didn't win that for this reason, or this is really important to them, from our agency partners who ask for changes, from integration partners, from our clients. We're a real feedback-led organization. And that's from a product point of view, which I think is really important. But it's also personal development. It's the kind of ethos of the company is that we have a demand for feedback. So that's embracing a culture where people can actually come to me with a free voice and say, you're wrong. And that might seem a weird way of doing it, but if you don't have that in place, then you're never going to achieve anything. And to me, that starts at the top with me. We do things internally such as anonymous feedback. People fill in a Google Doc on feedback on myself And then we actually do public meetings where we read that out because that then distills into a feedback culture where you don't sit there and go, I don't believe this, or you don't feel you can speak up. And I'm really proud to be in some of those meetings. I had one a couple of weeks ago, actually, for a major project we're working on. And someone who's only been here about five or six months just basically politely said, you're wrong. And I said, okay, let me think about it. And really, it took me a couple of minutes to go, yeah, that person is completely right. That is how it should be done. And with that mentality and being able to look at that and not be full of pride and look and figure out the pros and cons, that is how you succeed. So we've naturally got internal development teams. We're working on improving the product. We've naturally speaking to clients and you have to come up with new innovative ways yourself. But if you don't listen to what the marketplace is after, then you're not going to survive that long. So I really think that is the most important thing we can do. And when we look at the success of our clients over the years, it's not us stampeding in and saying, do this. It's hearing what they want to do and us helping them achieve it. Yeah, a question relates to that. Something that, that often comes up around um, like the big SaaS platforms is international and the flexibility, and there are constraints um, with more you know, open platforms like Magento. What, how does Aurora handle international by default like in terms of multi-site, currency multiple price books language like yeah, yeah. How, how much can be done through one single storefront versus having to manage them separately yeah In- international is always a good one because everyone seems to have a different view of how you do it especially when you start getting things like uh, pim involved and how that's distributed it we've got we've had most of our clients go down the route of wanting to have separate websites and so Therefore, the data normally comes in. We have integrations into third parties who do automated translations. We've got rounding algorithms in place for all the currencies. We've we've actually never had, to my knowledge, anyone actually wanting to feed in and say, this product is this price and this currency, even though we support all the functionality to do it. It's normally the overhead of, of managing international so much. People want it simplified as much as possible that whilst we have as i say multi-site multi-currency language and with multi-site we got a bit carried away with it we've actually had to dumb it down a bit now because when we built it we wanted it to be multi-site but you could change everything so you could say this product is on these two websites but on this one it's called this on this one it's called that and on this one it's this price on that one it's that um and it and i think given that much control actually hindered rather than helped people to make those decisions as opposed to just being able to make it multi-currency and multilingual. <laughs> you also then have the paint providers, which have made it much easier over the years, like Adyen and Braintree, where you, you don't have to start integrating to 300 different country-specific integrations. 
So out of the box, we've got multi-currency, we've got multilingual, we've got round algorithms, we've got everything that you'd want. How that's then implemented is the uh, is the question of the day. Um, and I think that's that's always an ongoing discussion as to how the industry is going to decide that works. And from very interesting, actually, your view on that, James, is that is it a dot com slash current uh, slash language, or is it separate separate websites? Is there a definitive answer yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> there Great. Was- if they were, well, I guess there's everyone's using different technology and different technologies have different constraints and therefore people work within the constraints or they go down the route of headless where they try and manage it all themselves and not worry about the platform constraints. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, there, there isn't a right answer to it, to be honest. Um, I, what's, what's interesting is, for me, it's about how a platform can simplify the, the admin um, of yep. multiple sites so you're not having to constantly redo things in multiple storefronts um, that that's the big headache that a lot of e-commerce teams have. Yeah, yeah I would I agree. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we, we found that that uh, ha- having um, separate sites, um, you know, it's, it's, it's got its pros and cons, and but definitely the the admin side of it was uh, was tricky to manage. Um, so yeah, having a having a kind of a more simplified model um, for for a smaller team definitely helps. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because you don't want to spend your time doing admin when you can spend it doing value add and, and improving trading. Um, got a question for, for you, Harry, because we looked at the, the, the growth numbers from growing from half a million up to where you are now. So you've had you've had really impressive growth in the last 10 years. Could you talk us through, like, what specifically do you attribute this to in terms of the platforms? I know there's lots of things that drive growth, but what, what have you made most use of within the Aurora platform that's helped support that growth? Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, it's uh, it's been a it's been a long journey, and uh, you know, there's been um, lots of milestones that we've hit um, to to get where we are. Um, you know, I think obviously um, in 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 retail, um, product and brand is, is 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 the most important thing, and and that's been the kind of the 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 uh, underlying um, foundation that everything has been built on, but. In terms of the, the 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 platform specifically, I mean, you know, I'd say that uh, obviously from a performance point of view, um, you know, it, it's it's been um, at a, at the highest level, and it's it's allowed us to kind of scale. Um, and I think um, you know, Aurora, I've put a lot of uh, focus and effort on that, and that's definitely been an area that we've not had to worry about. Um, you know, we've definitely um, you just kind of um, been able to get on with with kind of trading, um, and that kind of leads on to the next point. I think you know what what's just really important is you know from a an e-commerce team, um, and, and particularly a, in a, in a, a in a retail company is just the ability to react quickly and 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 trade your product whether that's you know creating uh, categories or promotions and uh, merchandising um you know improving search uh, loading new products um, all that kind of stuff it's just really easy to do um and uh, you know uh, there's there's one thing that always kind of baffles me um is that you know and I've worked with quite a few retail uh, retailers or larger retailers um you know in my kind of uh, um, career is that uh, you know when you're loading new products to your website and some systems you know it can take 
you know, a number of hours or it can take a number, you know, or it can take an overnight update um, of, you know, of, of, of uh, stock or, 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 or something. Um, and, and I can't get in my head around that, you know, from our point of view, as soon as a product hits our DC uh, within, you know, 10 minutes, it's live on the website. Um, and and that's, you know, something that, uh, you know, is quite important to us to be able to react quickly. Um, so, yeah, the, the platform allows that to happen. Um, and I think also, um, you know, being able to, um, uh, you know, manage the, the, the kind of, uh, the, the front end using um, snippets and using um, you know those different elements uh, it kind of allows you to 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 to, to create um, kind of uh, bespoke elements of the site and you know cover off some of the you know a, a areas where you maybe would need a kind of plug-in or um, some sort of third-party um, solution. So you yeah, having that flexibility of, of things like snippets has also been, um, you know, has kind of allowed us to, to deploy things quickly. Um, but I think the kind of most important um, part of our kind of relationship with Aurora, I think, has been the openness um, to uh, develop uh, you know, partnerships and the integrations with other partners um, or other third-party providers. Um, you know, we 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 had and we still have a, a strong relationship with um, Debenhams. Um, you know, which was obviously a big part of our online business, and uh, it was quite a bespoke integration. Um, and uh, you know, Aurora did that for us. Um, and uh, you know we we've not really kind of had to get uh, we've we, you know we've not had to look backwards um, and it's 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 allowed the um, you know our whole uh, e-commerce department to grow and uh, and develop so I think that that you know that ability to integrate with anybody and and do it effectively and efficiently um, has been really a kind of strong point um, and you know we we don't have um, strong um, development teams in-house we we have a front-end team that, that that are very good but we don't have any back-end development resource um you know and you know with the size that we are we've had to uh, create some bespoke stuff and you know aurora have done that for us we've not had to get involved obviously we've been involved in the in the scoping out and 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 the testing but you know that headache of actually going ahead and implementing it all has been handled by aurora so i think that's really the kind of key key point for us great and then um so my next question so seo um is obviously a big part of any platform um and it's a big part of any launch and the ongoing side. So how much, how, I guess, like, this is probably in part for you, Tom, in part for you, Haroon. So how much, uh, so Tom, uh, maybe initially, how much time have you spent kind of optimizing some of the SEO features um, of Aurora? And then Haroon, um, how much kind of, how has it been for you working with Aurora on that side and how much customization have you had to do and kind of where has that customization been? So maybe Tom, if you start and then if you uh, carry on from there, Harun. Sure. Thanks, Paul. Um, so really uh, we had invested a lot in the, in the early days of building the platform. We had so many different SEO companies with different views, very similar to the whole international piece. 
on what to do, but it really came down to having clean URL structures, avoiding duplicate content, avoiding that, especially on filter pages, and giving people the control. So the defaults in place, so if you're landing on a category where you've selected size and the price and the color, and being able to turn that automatically into an SEO-friendly meta title, uh, keywords, or description, etc., along with H1s, being able to just spit that out by default, but also giving them the customization to do it. So this is how we see our job has gone over the years from startup where, don't worry, we'll do that for you, to we're giving you all the tools so you can do this yourself. So we look at our specifically our product listings pages and go, we've got a lot of customizations on there that we've put in place. Performance is massive, and we're really, really key on doing that with very, very low response times on pages. And then actually ensuring that all the admin control gives them exactly what they need. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, in, in terms of um, SEO for, for quiz, uh, I think the platform, you know, gives us that kind of uh, those foundations um, and, uh, you know, best practices. So, you know, we've not really had to get involved too much in, in, in kind of customizing what, what, you know, what's already out of the box in the platform um it's been pretty pretty good i mean you know we, we've worked with uh, many seo agencies and um in, in the last few years and uh, yeah generally the kind of uh, feedback has been that the platform is very strong in terms of um structure and uh, and seo best practice i think where where we've had to do a bit of work is more on the front end um and trying to um you know put those that kind of same level of um optimization and uh, practice onto the front end um and that's whether that's um you know speed uh, improvements or content or you know on-site linking um you know that's where really we've been kind of focused on um and uh, it's it seems to have kind of worked for us so yeah um it's it's it's, it's really um just about um improving the front end on an ongoing basis for us one of the uh, another question for you, Hiroon. One of the the key things we talked about earlier was around Aurora and partnership with clients being important, and the client's involvement in, in shaping the roadmap. It'd be really nice to hear, like, how what has your experience been able to, of being able to influence a roadmap, and uh, you know, what what benefits have you had from like key new feature releases? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd, I'd hope that um, you know, uh, I'd had quite a, a positive influence on the roadmap uh, um, over, over the last few years. I mean, me, me and Tom often have some good conversations around, you know, what, what the plans are um, going forward. And I, I guess, you know, to kind of, um, you know, come back to that point, and that's that's another good element of the relationship that you can have is that you can speak directly to you know the kind of people that make these kind of decisions um and, and that's important to us certainly um so yeah i mean we've we've um obviously been on a journey um you know and uh, you know throughout the years we've hit points where we've needed to um, look at potential partnerships whether that's moving to a new email provider or whether that's to look at something like Ampliance, um or you know international whatever it is you know we've we've kind of had to um you know uh, uh you know we 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 we've hit those milestones and then it's about well you know 
um, what's available on the platform. Um, okay, if there's any gaps, then can we work with our ORS to try and fill those gaps, or you know, do we need to look at something else? And it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's 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 been a good um, way of working, and you know, we've managed to kind of work together on 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 improving that and. Uh, um, uh, adding on new kind of plugins and and new features, and and one particular area I'd say is, is the payment option. So, you know, I think we've been quite a big driving force behind the various pay, payment options that have been on the platform or or coming on the platform. Um, again, we are quite proactive in looking at what's out there um, and looking at you know where we can get a bit of an edge. Um, so, um, yeah, Aurora have have reacted very quickly and uh, understood the requirements and uh, and. Kind and delivered a lot of new payment options and that's been on the, the kind of basis of that constant uh, feedback about what's what's what kind of what needs to be done and and the kind of latest technology um so what and i guess to start off with you uh tom so you t- continuing around the roadmap so what else do you have in the plan for the platform so both in terms of the roadmap and the business uh over the next uh 12 months and then what else do you have uh left in your plans Harid? Okay. For, for us, the major work that we've been going through is we set up a sales a digital agency and we've been moving all of that control over to our clients over the years. And we have a whole series of APIs that allow people to do all kinds of things. Like all, all you use any of our clients' mobile apps, they're going to be powered off of our APIs. But we're still not 100% headless in that regard. There's still certain functionality where it wasn't built API first. So that is the biggest push for us to become 100% headless and make all the functionality in the platform completely available to every single client of ours that wants it. We're then also focusing on significant improvements into reporting and we still want to improve the merchandising even more. There's, There's a lot of capabilities out there now regarding AI, not the AI of the past where you go, someone added this uh, basket and I can use that information. I'm talking like actual real time, assessing customer behavior and being able to make recommendations based on that, changing search results, changing product listings pages. And uh, funny enough, with what Harun was saying there, payments is still a big thing. There's There's been a lot of new payment providers. It feels like the industry has been sat there not doing much for a few years and all of a sudden there's a, there's an invasion of new companies out there and offering customers as in um, our customers customers offering them new opportunities on how to pay is good for them and it's also good for our customers to have the variety between different rates and different services that these companies offer yeah um i think you know from from our um uh, kind of perspective it's really about um first of all um hopefully uh getting back on track in terms of uh demand you know for for our usp i think you know that's uh, uh going, going you know the kind of key thing for us is to you know it's been a as i said at the start um it's been a a, a difficult 
year and um you know we've been um kind of obviously impacted by by, by the circumstances so yeah you know we we you know as a business we need to get back on track and i think you know we're we're on course to to do that um and then and that opens up a lot more um opportunities to develop um our um, e-commerce department and and our business you know from a um webs from an on-site point of view we've got lots of things coming up we're we're going to be you know uh, reskinning the website improving the the, the ux um and uh, making sure that we are we're using some of the the kind of cutting edge um you know front end uh, language um so that's going to be a kind of important move for us and, and that will also improve performance which is obviously going to be a key thing given the the kind of google updates coming up um and then we, you know, from a, from a kind of back end point of view, yeah, we'll be working with Aurora and just, uh, um, you know, developing different areas. I think that the the, key, the points that Tom mentioned are really going to help us um, evolve. Um, you know, we're also looking to expand our our in house development uh, um, skills and uh, team um, to try and make use of that uh, headless technology where we can maybe do a bit of uh, development ourselves. So that's going to be key for us. Um, and, you know, working with some of these new payment options, um, you know, it's, it's uh, I think you have to kind of try, try and try and stay 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 with the pack as such <laughs> um you know you don't want to be left behind so certainly we'll be looking at some of these new payment options um we we also you know have some really kind of strong existing um integrations with other platforms for example our our mobile app platform um so, you know so there's lots of uh, kind of development work and improvements needed there um and even on the uh, on the email platform there's some improvements needed there so there's there's lots of areas uh, as 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 with any year um you know you could you could probably um, pick up pick a hundred different things that you could work on and improve um so for us it's just about picking out the main priorities which are going to really kind of influence the the performance um in, in the next 12 months and that will be more you know things around the front end and uh um and and improving the kind of product performance and uh and digital marketing so that's that's what we'll be focusing on and which um, I, I don't know if you're able to say, but which which is like the the main payment method that you want to be able to switch on then? Um, well, we, we've recently switched on a few of the kind of um, payment options where you can pay in installments, um, interest free. So you know they they've been pretty good, um, but it's more about actually working with um, a, a more um, kind of cutting edge and uh, modern payment provider. People such as Braintree or or Stripe or Adyen, um, I mean, you'll find that a lot of retailers work with more of the traditional, um, you know, payment providers out there. Which um, I won't mention any names, <laughs> but uh, you know, you tend to find that they're a bit more inflexible, and uh, you know, they don't give you the full kind of suite of uh, of of options. You know, one of the key things for us is to be able to connect our um, e-commerce operation with our stores in a much stronger fashion at the moment it's it's you know we've got things in place but you know we want to take it to the next level and one of those key things is going to be a, a payment provider that can work across all those channels um, so yeah I tend to find that some of the, the kind of more traditional um, 
you know, um, options don't really um, move at that pace. So yeah, we'll be looking at uh, you know some of those kind of more more modern cutting edge companies. Yeah, it makes sense. A lot of businesses have evolved to that, um, especially the the payment gateways that enable them to turn on local payment methods within the gateway rather than having to integrate it directly themselves to the site. Um, Cool. That's really interesting. Well, that's we've covered all the key questions you want to ask. So, uh, you know, big thank you, Tom and Haroon, for taking the time to discuss the Aurora platform. Also, uh, you know, Quiz's experience on it and how you've been using it to support the e-commerce growth. So, I hope that you have. Uh, I hope that this year is a bit calmer and uh, and easier for you as a business. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks very much, James. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And uh, thanks, as always, for people for tuning in and listening and keep your ears open for next week's episode when we're talking to Matt Curry about his experience of moving from a bespoke in-house e-commerce solution to a market-leading platform and look at the pros and cons of each setup. 